Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. I love birthdays, yeah. Yeah. Other people's or your own? When I was little, it was my own. But as I've Mm. got older, probably I enjoy others' birthdays slightly more. I think it's the Mm. anticipation, looking forward to a nice birthday. Especially if you've bought them a really stupid gift or something you know they're going to find very offensive and you're desperate to give it to them so that you can see their face when they open it. As their face falls like they've had a stroke, when they realise you've bought them a Tiger King fancy dress outfit for their birthday. I think people buy people drinks as a safe thing, don't they? And then you find they don't drink alcohol. It's our age, Graham. I hate to say it, Uh but it is our age. We are in a bracket... Now, where birthdays have gone from fun and exciting to, oh, my God, I hope they don't buy me a present. Yeah. So you're all right. You're safe because you're a bloke. You will get bottles of booze, even though you may not drink that particular booze, or some sort of really useless gadget or a mug that says, number one, dad, I... Sadly, I'm in the bracket of gardening gloves and potted plants, which is really quite a frightening bracket to be in. Yeah. So if someone says, what do you want for your birthday? You genuinely mean nothing when you say nothing, because I don't want any more of that tut. <laughs> I've had enough. The woman at the local charity shop, she locks the door when she sees me coming. I'm a frequent visitor with hand <laughs> creams and trowel sets. I was astonished just this week. I was looking for a gift. My son said he wanted a cactus for his birthday, amongst other things. Really? And, really? yeah, apparently lots of teenage kids want a cactus. My wife, Jill, said that when she was a girl, she was desperate to have something like a plant of some sort, and she chose a cactus. I went along to the local garden centre. Good start. Yeah. The lady who served me said that when she was a girl, her dad had bought her a cactus, and she loved it. In fact, she has still got that cactus. The thing that made me surprised as I went towards the little stand filled with cacti was loads of them were flowering. As I held up the cactus, I realised it was glued on. What, fake cactus flowers? Yeah, you could see the blob of glue underneath each flower. You do know, though, that you've just given me a very long-winded answer to my question, which is where I need to be giving my trowel sets and gardening gloves to in the near future. It's just you. (laughs) Thank you very much. You're obviously more of a lady gardener than I will ever be. You don't need to wait till my (laughs) birthday, Emily. Just leave them. Just start leaving them on your doorstep like some national trust fly tipper. Leave them like these delivery people. (laughs) Jill had a delivery earlier this week from someone. I'd left a big note saying, please do not ring the doorbell. Leave the package on the doorstep. What was the alternative? Please sing the first three bars of a carpenter's song and someone will answer the door. I wonder if you can do that. I wonder if you can do that. We could do wind-up notes for the delivery driver. Please do not ring the doorbell. Please do a thrush impression. Your best warbling impression. Please clap 75 times very loudly and someone will answer the door. Please go to the neighbours and chant. Yeah. Do not pass go. Yes. <laughs> you can just have a full list. Yeah. Please do not ring the doorbell. However, <laughs> if you have seen Riverdance and decide to do the first five minutes, we'd be more than happy to open the door and view. I think that's a great idea. Alternative. But the man didn't read the note. Oh. He rang the doorbell. Rose started barking. Just started... for our listeners, Rose is the dog. 
not another child they've got that's slightly... <laughs> barking, <laughs> barking crazy, you know. So Jill opened the door and said, we'd left a note asking you not to do it. And he said, oh, well, I have to ring the doorbell because I have to take a photograph of the box on the doorstep with the door open and you in shot. So Jill said, but you haven't taken a photograph. He held up his phone with a picture of the closed door and the box on the doorstep. Mm. And Jill said, you've just taken a photo of the box with the door closed. And he said, well, that's all I need. And walked off. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. At least give Jill a chance to pose for the shot. Yeah. You know, that would be even better. Could you hold on for a minute? I need to change if I'm having my photograph taken. Exactly. I need to put a full face of makeup on. I haven't done my hair. You'll have to wait here. For 25 minutes with the door open and the box just sat there will i go and do a blow dry upstairs and pop into something more comfortable can i pick you up on something there i've heard it occasionally in my life uh, a full face of makeup i mean other degrees yeah. of face do you just do a, a sort of a lower chin makeup well now we've got face masks Really, you only need to do your eyes. Because if you do anything below the nose, it gets so hot, it all just yeah. seeps into the face mask. Oh. I had a birthday recently. As you know, because you spent the day with me for my <gasps> birthday, didn't you? That was fabulous. You were like the best gift I've ever had. You were the gift that just kept on giving, <laughs> even though nobody asked you to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I kept losing you. I kept wondering, where, where had you gone? We spent a luxury time in a lay-by next to a burger van in pop-up camping chairs just south of the portaloos didn't we we did it was one of the best times of my life it was dunsford airfield i do like to have fine dining options so we did have a burger and a cherry aid yeah and uh, i think it was rather nice i had a cup of coffee i'm not a fizzy drink person why don't they do fizzy coffee i don't know actually it's a good question they put fizz in everything else yeah so yeah. why not in coffee don't frothy know. coffee coffee with a head on it perhaps we've invented yet another product oh my god i'm overwhelmed we need to start patenting some of these because if i find out that someone's getting rich off my underwater city yeah or my world leader wrestling game, yeah. I will be very upset. Indeed. Well, I haven't spent the last year and a half learning to knit swimwear for somebody else to get all the profit. <laughs> How are you going with that? I must say, I think that the branding, claggy swimwear, is not as catchy as I would like. Would like. <laughs> well, I learnt French knitting, and now that we're leaving the EU, it seems to be a bad move. French knitting? <laughs> what is French knitting? <laughs> yeah. You just go, while you're doing it. Pick one up, what's it? Pick one, drop one, whatever. I think very originally they used uh, reels of cotton and they'd put little nails at the top of the reels of cotton. But then the reels of cotton were no longer wood, they were plastic. So somebody said to me, you just put nails in the end of the cotton reel. And I'm like, but they're plastic. So it just didn't work. And again, dear listener, I think we've now discovered the destination for the craft kits that I get given during my birthdays as well. Oh, yes, please. Just leave them on the door. Don't worry about the photo. Jill will be in the shower, ready to receive them in about an hour after whenever you've delivered them. When she's put a full face of makeup on. A full and dressed face. In, changed into something more exotic. Exactly. Do you know what I got for my birthday? Um, from my nephew. Well, apart from the car experience? No, and the gardening gloves and the cactus and the trowel set and the craft kits, which are all coming to your house. My nephew, because my nephew and I are really close. I can't see him. No, he's not here at the moment. He bought 
bought me an autograph for my birthday and he had it personalised and it says to Barbara. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so my nephew had gone onto eBay and got me an autograph of Helen Daniels from Neighbours. Helen Daniels? <laughs> yeah, the actress Anne Haddy, sadly, RIP Helen Daniels, no longer with us, not knocking on anyone's doors on Ramsey Street anymore, she's knocking on Heaven's door. <laughs> he got me an autograph from Anna Hadi that's signed to Barbara. Now, okay. when he gave me this gift, he's 12, by the way, he was absolutely wetting himself. No word of a lie. Shearing continence was lost in my kitchenette <laughs> whilst he handed me Anna Hadi. He was absolutely peeing himself laughing. And then he was even more delighted that I knew exactly who she was because he didn't have a clue. No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have had a clue. How do you know all these people? How do people know all these? I don't know. My brain retains a lot of rubbish I don't need. I had an admin lady once, and if you mentioned the name of any actor or actress, she would come straight back at you with what they'd been on and what they'd been in and what they were doing now. They seem to... My sofa, my back bedroom. <laughs> what they've been on and where they've been in, sorry. <laughs> the other gift I got, and I know you're desperate to hear this because it might well be coming to your uh, front door soon. My younger brother because, again, very close-knit family, uh -huh. which is why I like to see him once a year only. He got me a Pat Sharp wig and a Funhouse T-shirt. Now, for some of our listeners, during the late 80s, early 90s, there was a TV adventure game called Funhouse starring legendary DJ Pat Sharp. Whoop, okay. whoop. Yeah, and it was a great show. We used to watch it when we were little kids. And he had the worst mullet you've ever seen. It was oh. a permed fringe with the back of the hair being cut to the sides and going three quarters of the length down his back. Google it. It's the scariest hair on a man you've ever seen. This is what he bought me. He bought me scary hair and a matching T-shirt. <laughs> now, I always used to think a mullet was a type of fish. Is that simply because I come from Grimsby, do you think? Yes, and notice I have mentioned your hair several times in several of the previous podcasts. So now you've brought it up, I feel we need to discuss your mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Having a little rat's tail on the back might be unique to you, Graham, but it's not fashionable unless you're a German. <laughs> really? Well, you'd know that, Miss Baum. <laughs> Also, I like to think that dreadlocks on a man in his 50s, not cool anymore. Do you buy yourself a present no. on your birthday now? No, never. I do. What? I always buy myself a present. It's usually the best one I get. That's oh. why. If you don't listen to the other two items I receive. <laughs> I bought myself a grill. A, a smart grill. grill. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that is a proper middle-aged gift, isn't it? That's something that middle-aged people wet themselves with excitement to get barbecue equipment. And no. In the garden centre with the flowering cacti and oh, the girl whose God. dad bought her cactus, <laughs> you have to walk in through a one-way system in this particular garden centre because of isolating people. And there were two people really going to town Not because over of COVID, the grills. just because people in the garden centre are boring. I don't know. <laughs> That's why they're they, isolating well, them. There were tall grills, gas-powered grills, grills that you put the little charcoal coals on, and they were oh, really see, now interesting. now I'm excited. You see, I looked at them and thought, oh, poor things, but you love that. Love it. If I can set fire to it, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, those cactus would have gone up with the straw flowers. You could have done yeah, your... Yeah, with the glue. <laughs> So, you did actually buy one? Oh, yeah. 
every birthday I buy myself my own present. I've got a friend who's mad on grills. Is your grill a gas-powered one or is it? No, it's an electric one. I bought myself a oh. T-Fowl Smart Grill, Oh. which is just a bit like a fancy sandwich press. Do you remember toasted <laughs> sandwich makers? I love them. Do you remember yeah. those? Yeah. They make the best sandwiches, don't they? They do. Actually buying one and doing a toasted sandwich maker my mum used to have one when they first came out, obviously in the 80s, and it was like the best thing in the world. But then when you took a bite into it, it was like volcanic lava yeah. and it stripped the top of your mouth. Yeah. Didn't matter if you had cheese in it or not, the contents was going to heat steam the roof of your mouth between your mouth and your nasal cavities. Gone. That's true, but nowadays... Mm. They have the self same thing, but it's not an electric thing like that that you plugged in. It could never clean, and it just ended up looking burnt and horrible. Modern ones, you put the bread in the same way in the cheese or whatever, but you pop it in the microwave. No, that's not the same. Five minutes later, no. golden sandwiches that will take the top of your mouth off if you bite into it because the cheese. It's identical, really crispy around the edges. No, I'm sorry, Graham, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's a step too far. And do you know what? When you buy these microwave sandwich makers, there are little flowers glued on the top of them. <laughs> With my smart grill, I have got a little button on the side that makes the actual grill bits pop off so that you can watch them separately. Because I agree, the original sandwich toasters, right, the, the actual toaster bit, the grill bit, never came off. So you were scrubbing it, yeah. right? And eventually it just got so manky you'd have to bin it. Yeah. Because you couldn't wash it because it was electric. Yeah. Well, with my smart one, literally I just pop it off. And I pop it in the dishwasher and pop it back on again. How big is this item that we're talking about here? It's probably about... In acres would do. Well, the nearest hectare. Okay, it's about... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably only about 25 centimetres long. <laughs> she said about 25 centimetres long and she's held her hands apart like a fisherman. So it's probably a good metre and a half. It was this big. <laughs> <laughs> Women can't, you know, I, I, actually I'm probably getting in trouble with this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Women don't do measurements. Well, We don't do measurements. People tell me this all the time. They say, well, how long is it? I don't know. It's probably about this big and I use my hands to demonstrate. A friend of mine is a woman and she does do measurements. Stop lying. Stop lying. You have no friends. She <laughs> caught out. <laughs> I have to. I'm going to confess something now. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to tell you. I feel we need the um, the true confessions music in the background for this. You okay. know, that, that Steve Wright used to have. So I decided to order some Laura Ashley curtains and I am a little bit cross-eyed. Okay. And I'm measuring up these curtains and I'm doing it all online. And I had had probably half a bottle of wine. And <laughs> that means two bottles of wine, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so they were in the sale, but they still probably cost me a couple hundred quid, right? <gasps> okay. They are expensive. And so they are expensive, but they're very good quality. I hasten to add this. <laughs> and I'm middle aged. <laughs> so Laura Ashley for middle aged people is like crystal meth to a drug addict. We love a bit of Laura Ashley. <laughs> so then a couple of weeks later, curtains turn up and I literally fell apart laughing. I, there was no other reason for it. So I needed curtains for patio doors. That was what I was measuring for. Okay. The curtains that turned up would have fitted a single window in a doll's house. They were, they, they were literally 
a fraction of anything. There, I've never seen a window that small that it would have fitted. <laughs> yeah. But there were these beautifully teeny tiny made curtains and I just fell about laughing and I showed Chris and she went, oh my God, I think I must have put millimetres in instead of meters i mean what a moron but of course you can't say to them i've made a terrible mistake you've given me doll's house curtains yeah because of course you have to sign a waiver that says oh yeah i've measured that properly exactly with my slightly wonky eye and my yeah. two bottles of wine in me i thought that would fit and the problem is you know when they make full-size curtains because they're doing it by the yard they're quite reasonably priced but when you ask for things in miniature where they've got to get an eyeglass out out and things and the special <laughs> small stitching that puts the price up i really want to know when somebody was making these curtains did no one think oh my god they're spending a lot of money on like the tiniest window in the world just one set you know and they even had two separate pieces to go onto this curtain for this tiny tiny window and then in the end, once we'd had a good laugh about it, there was only one thing to do, and I donated them to a charity shop. Now, do you think the people in the charity <laughs> shop went, oh, my God, how are we ever going to sell this? Does anyone need doll's house curtains for one window? <laughs> when you said you donated them to a charity shop, I thought you meant like a doll's house-sized charity shop. They're perhaps a toy. <laughs> so... Well, at least then they could have put them in the window. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got a shock once. The first flat I bought, I went along to get some curtains and the lady in there was very helpful because I didn't even think that they would be expensive. Floor-to-ceiling length curtains. She said, yeah, do you want them lined? And, oh, yeah, yeah, I want them lined. When she said it was about £500 or something, £600, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, sort of like, I went into that mood. Well, I'm not poor. Why are you looking at me as if I'm stupid? I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Like, you're trying bluff your way out of it but then you leave the shop thinking i've just ordered and paid for <laughs> curtains which i probably don't if i would have really concentrated you feel you've been taken advantage of don't yeah, you yeah you feel like you've been duped because they suck you in and you're like that well that looks nice and i'd like that and do you want this and do you need tie backs and do you need blackout and do you exactly. need thermal and like oh i'm very excited by my 57 you know, thread count curtains that will adorn my beautiful window centrepiece that no one will ever see. Yeah. And usually it's full of flies or the cats running up and down it for the next five years. But then because you've spent so much money on them, you don't want to get rid of those curtains. So I've got curtains in my house that I had made for the first house I ever moved into. Yeah. They're not the right colour for the room. No. They probably don't fit the window properly, yeah. not if I've measured them. But I refuse to get rid of them because by the time you've been sucked in by the fabric lady, they were like 600 quid. Yeah, they're such good quality. In fact, I did get rid of these curtains about 20 years later. Is that because they were a fire hazard? <laughs> Well, Jill's saying, why are you keeping them? And eventually I thought, why am I keeping them? Because you spent enough. It was the equivalent of buying a large, expensive piece of jewellery to stick over your window. Yeah. That's In... why. Although you have just made me think. I've spent so much money with Laura Ashley on curtains over the years. Do you think anyone would mind if I was buried in them? That's a good idea. <laughs> I just figure, you know, I've spent so much money and they are blackout, they're thermal, they're fireproof. Wow. I'm sure they're probably seepage proof. So could they not just roll me in them and then put me in the ground? Save on the coffin sounds a great yeah, idea. Save the rainforest, just shove me in a Laura Ashley curtain, I'll be fine. Do you want to do a trial run on this next podcast? <laughs> yeah, no problem at all. You dig the hole, I'll be there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you imagine if historians dig you up in centuries gone by and they dig you up and they go, oh, oh no, I've read about this. This was yeah. the woman that insisted on being buried in her Laura Rashi curtains <laughs> and I wouldn't mind, but could, have you seen that design? Oh, my God, that's so 2020. You just wouldn't. <laughs> so. I didn't actually ever have, actually, Laura, actually. I never had... Laura Ashley curtains, but I did once buy Laura Ashley wallpaper. I'm going to launch some new rival Laura Ashley wallpaper now. Mine will have, it will have orchids on and Stanley knives. Orchids and Stanley knives. I'm going to see what random blends of floral and toolkits, things I can get and put up on wallpaper. <laughs> Do you think because it was Laura Ashley, people would buy it anyway? You know, what if it was plums and hairnet? You've hit on a good point there because people will buy things like ferns and pretty things. Mm. But if somebody did launch a range of handyman, you know, like chainsaw or carpentry materials, it just wouldn't get... Tool belt wallpaper. Why wouldn't that sell? Is that mm. because it's sort of too masculine? It's generally that most builders still seem to be masculine don't they yeah wallpaper is always quite a feminine flouncy thing not that i'm calling you feminine and flouncy <laughs> but i think we all know that i i am a little bit <laughs> so what would you do if someone for your birthday bought you things like decorating stuff like artex or plaster what do you think if what? it's something you want then that's fine but stuff like that's very personal isn't it so if i was to buy you a bag of plaster is a very personal a bag of, if i bought you a bag of plaster and a trowel and said See what you can do with your face, Graham. You take that very personally. <laughs> well, that it, would be very offensive. Well, it depends on the size of the plaster bag, I suppose. I mean, obviously, if it is a full face plaster bag, <laughs> as I've now learned, one <laughs> refers to these things as, as opposed to just under my eyes plaster bag. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a huge difference. But if I went out and bought you wallpaper and said, here you go, I found this wallpaper, it's a gift. What would you think? Well, I'd find it just odd, but... <laughs> Good! That's your birthday sorted! <laughs> I know several people who, if you bought me sort of wallpaper, would say, you know why she's bought you that? And I'd say, uh, no, I don't. It's a puzzle to me. And they'd say, because she thinks her house looks awful. She's hinting yes. you should decorate. Yeah. That's why she's bought a wallpaper. And I'd say, I'm sure that can't be it. No, she's bought it because, I don't know... Perhaps she thinks we're in need of lots of fish and chips and we've run out of newspaper or something. I didn't have the money to buy you a lightsaber, so I got you a roll of wallpaper. Yeah, so which sort practice. of rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a no-no of gift? Because technically, it's your birthday and someone wants to buy you a gift. So therefore, whatever gift they buy you, you just politely accept and then you pop it in a plastic bag and you take it down to the Marie Curry Cancer Research Shop. Job done. <laughs> but is there a line on gifts? Because I've had gifts from people that they thought was acutely humorous and was actually more offensive. Oh. So one gift I got was a toilet roll brush that had a hula girl on it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want that. No. You know, you know when people have made absolutely no effort on the gift. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. you can tell. They've either got you a, a voucher that they can pick up from the post office, which is for several hundred shops, none of which you're ever going to go into, and it's not enough money on that card to buy anything from those shops anyway. Yeah. Or you get 
just random stuff like my toilet brush was just random i once had an interesting exchange someone on my birthday said you know you've just got everything we we just didn't know what to get you so there's a pause as you're thinking so but no mm. <laughs> that not got me that anything. was it <laughs> 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 you think you tight fisted? <laughs> <laughs> so I would have welcomed a toilet brush with a dancer on it, whatever it was. You know, at least at least something. <laughs> Again, I think this is an age thing, but a lot of the stuff I get is either very practical or absolute nonsense and tough. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people swing that. So it is gardening secateurs thinking everybody gardens. No, they don't. No, they don't. Or they get you something completely daft and you think, well, who wants this? I mean, recently there was um, that e-girl and e-boys, you know, it's a phrase from social media, isn't it, of a few years back. And the e-girl was on a video. She made millions. The video was of her dipping a jar into her bath water, putting the top on, mm. and offering to sell it. It sold within 48 hours. For how much? How much did she get for a bottle of bath water? I think it was something like $20. And then it was on eBay, mm. on sale for several thousand dollars. People wanting this stuff, and people posting videos of using her bath water to vape or wash their face with and all this. Uh, just crazy. You don't know where she's been. Exactly. And I think that's what she was also more or less implying when she, on one of the jars on the video, she licked the top of the jar so that you mm. might have got that jar. Now, you and I, if somebody had bought us a jar of this girl's bath water mm. and said, I can guarantee this is the jar she licked, we would probably say, don't want it. Ah. You say, thank you, Yeah, but I'm fine. But there are millions of people <laughs> out there that would love that. So perhaps yeah. that's why it's sometimes hard for people to buy the perfect birthday gift if they don't know you very well. That's why you send money to nephews and nieces that you haven't seen for perhaps three yeah, years. Yeah, true. Well, also, you don't really care. In fact, why bother you putting don't money really care. in? OK, I'm going to stop that. Yeah. I'll let my nephews and nieces know where you live. <laughs> Just write a little note in it that says, my gift to you this year is a life lesson. Don't expect there to always be money in a card. Happy birthday. Bugger <laughs> off. Yeah. Em <laughs> Emily says. <laughs> and she lives that. <laughs> Please feel free to share your opinions of this with her directly. But you can't do that to an adult, can you? I mean, those people didn't say, you've got everything, we didn't know what to get you, so here's five quid. I mean, in their case, it probably would have been a pound coin. Mm. People can't give money to grown-ups. Yeah, but why can't you? I'd be up for money. At least it would be something I'd want and I could use. It yeah. sounds like, give me, don't buy me the gardening gloves. Give me the equivalent in money. Yeah. I'll take a Bax transfer. I'm not proud. Don't even want cash anymore. Just pop it in me account. <laughs> and if that's what I'll do next year. I will send out a note to all friends, relatives, and I'll say, don't want a present from you. Thanks for the thought anyway. Here's my bank details. Just pop a suitable amount in on the day. Yeah. And uh, much as gracias. Perhaps send the details of all of your friends to each other, saying, please get competitive. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll publish a table of who sent what. <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.